0: Hey, HR Happy Hour Show! Ah, I am back in Scottsdale, Arizona for the second time in like five days. I am living the life. My name is Steve Bowes. Great to have you on the HR Happy Hour Show. Trish, unfortunately, not with us in Scottsdale today. Trish McFarlane, co-host of the show. Shout out to her. She is grinding away at home, so good to uh, uh, say hi to her and hope we see her soon. I am at... Why am I in Scottsdale again? Why, again, for the second week in a row, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, David Manny, sitting right next to my left. I'll introduce you in a second. I'm at TalentSpace Live, which is a fantastic event. My first time, no, my second time at Talent Space Live, I think. But anyway, I'm at Talent Space Live, and David Rennie, VP Product Management and Strategy for Saba. I want, I'm going to introduce you first, mm-hmm. and have you tell the folks about a little bit about TalentSpace Live, and sort of a little bit about some of the bigger news we've heard around, uh, my old friends from Halogen and my new friends from Saba.
1: Excellent, Steve. Well, great to be on the podcast today. I am David Many. I've been with the company a little over nine months, so it's an amazingly exciting Veteran. conference. Yeah. My first Talent Space Live as well. And again, sunny Scottsdale. I'm looking outside, blue sky, sun everywhere. It sort of signals the new day. and sort of dive in a little bit to the news that it is really day two of. Uh, Halogen being part of the Saba family now. And I think it's an exciting, really exciting opportunity for our customers. Here at the show, we have about 400 of said customers uh, learning best practices, sharing ideas, cross pollinating everything to do with talent management. And uh, it's actually a little bit surreal for me uh, being here, very exciting. But I think, you know, bringing together all of the greatness of Saba's learning and development capabilities with all of the great stuff that Halogen provides on the performance side. There's such an opportunity to bring these two worlds together and uh you know, As I say, it's surreal but exciting to be here as this is really day two of the, of the new beginning for us.
0: Yeah, David, thanks for that. Thanks for, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. and Thank Thanks you. for sort of giving us a little bit of a flavor of what's going on. Everybody can see the press releases, read the news. I'm sure there'll be plenty more coming out from yeah. Saba about what's going on, but it is exciting. It's new. I just wanted to make sure folks sort of set a little context of where we're at and what we're doing. Before, you know, mergers and acquisitions and software is interesting, but you know what's more interesting? I do. What, what, what would you say? Customers. Craft beer
1: was the that answer. That too. That too. <laughs>
0: and please welcome to the show, representing Dogfish Head Brewery, Bailey Borzecki, who has a great title, HR Inspirations Manager, Manager for Dogfish Head Craft Brewery in Delaware. Bailey, yes. welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Great to be here.
0: I'll bet. I, bet. I bet when you walk around with your name tag that says Dogfish Head Brewery, like everybody wants to be your friend. Yes, I'm
2: very popular. <laughs> that's a perk, yeah. I do have to break hearts when I tell people I didn't bring any samples, though.
0: Oh. Um, that's always a That's unfortunate. Good, you know? All right. Stop the recording! No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Bailey, welcome. Thanks for being here. Good to meet you. Tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about Dogfish Head, if you don't mind. Sure.
2: So I've been at Dogfish for five years. Um, I'm the HR Inspirations Manager, as you mentioned. Um, So my role primarily focuses on the transformational side of HR. So performance, um, learning and development, training, engagement, celebrations, all of that stuff. Um, Dogfish is a company has been in business since 1995. Okay. Our, our owner, uh, Sam Calgioni and his wife started the brewery. was actually the first, uh, actually the, the country's smallest craft brewery at the time when they opened in Delaware. Um, he decided, he went to school for English, decided, hey, I'm really passionate about beer. I want to do this full time. So um, opened the brewery. Um, so 22 years later, I'm not good right. right at math. That's why I'm in right. HR. Um, we're here in Milton, Delaware. We actually now have um, two restaurants, a boutique wow. hotel, um, production distillery, um, and a sales force located in the 36 states that we distribute in.
0: Wow. So about daily, give me a number, around how many employees at Dr. Sharp? Um, n- around. Yep, 350. Get out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then. Yeah. I'm going to, I can obsess on this for the whole show. So I'm going to get this out of the way. Okay. What's like, if I'm going to my store, my local, you know, I'm in your, you're New York, right? I'm, I'm assuming you can get, you can yeah, get absolutely. Center. I walk into my beer emporium. Yeah. Like, let's say I'm new to the brand. What's, what's my, what's my go-to? What's, what's my introduction?
2: Sure. So our, our core brands, what we're really kind of known for is the 90 minute IPA, the oh. 60 minute IPA.
0: I, 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 I've had them both. They're great. Yes. They
2: are phenomenal. And then this year we're um, kind of spotlighting two new beers into the market. It's Flesh Blood IPA um, made made with uh, blood orange, which is amazing. And then my personal favorite, which is sea quench Ale. Um, it's actually three beers brewed in sequence, um, and then kind of all combined together. It's got some black limes in it, some sea salt. Um, really good summer beach beer.
0: Awesome. So. Well, thanks for indulging yeah. me and in my uh, <laughs> my fascination for craft beer. I know what, I know what I'll be doing when I get home. But uh, <laughs> hey, Bailey, this is really great for, to have you here. So one of the things I wanted to talk about a little bit is. is how technology plays a role in your organization particularly in Supporting you in the things you're doing as the inspirations manager, things like helping people with their performance, helping maybe with goal alignment, maybe with uh, engagement, you know, and a a more broader concept. So as the company has grown, maybe like, I'm I'm sure you didn't start out with an integrated talent management solution, right? (laughs) With three people. But I mean, the company has grown and you have adopted some tools. I'd love for you maybe to share a little bit of your thoughts around that.
2: Yeah. So when I came on board, like I said, five years ago, everything was the paper process. And Even that was like once or twice a year kind of thing. Any documentation was just kind of random or when things got really serious. There was no really good record of conversations that were happening throughout the year. Um, And we really kind of were paying attention to both exit feedback um, and engagement feedback saying, hey, we as coworkers want more communication. We want to know how we're doing because we love this place. We love the culture. We want to stay here, but we want to know how we can grow. Um, And so, yes, conversations like that can happen, um, but it's kind of awesome to have a place where all of that can be stored and and kind of revisited. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about people keep journals and diaries to see progression, to see where they've come. And and Halogen, in my opinion, provides such an amazing platform to do that. Um, It allows us to really tell the story of the coworker. Um, As a company, storytelling is kind of how we built our business. All of our beers have a story. Everything that we do has purpose. Um, and so storytelling kind of can then be reflected in the the stories of our coworkers and- yeah
0: that's such an interesting phrase Billy I've never heard it. like I've never oh. heard the tell a story of your coworker kind of thing you're talking about like just in feedback processes, yep. and that's really interesting mm-hmm. yeah and and so how does that work in terms of like hey, uh, you know, someone helped you out on a particular project or you're involved in a, a launch of a new beer or something. And tell yeah. me a little bit how that works. It,
2: it kind of comes in all directions. So Halogen has this functionality called feedback where you can actually customize all different types we only use about four, so I don't want to overwhelm people. No. Uh, one of them is more recognition. Uh, we call it a cheers. It's a picture of two beers.
0: <laughs> that's, a, yeah, um, that's a good one. And
2: that's so people can again recognize awesome things that are going on around that organization. Uh, we have one-to-one agenda items. We have manager notes and um, some other stuff. Um, but really the idea is that we're putting things in there that are helping to kind of write the chapters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the kind of the core of it and a big push for us this year is the one-to-one meetings. Um, as I'm sure, I think a lot of people in HR are talking right now, like, should we do away with the annual performance review? Sure, but we have to have something to Have know. you guys
0: done that? Have you no, done away with yet. it? No, okay. because
2: we're getting there. Right. We're still working on, on, on kind of nailing the, the regular feedback. But if you have regular feedback and you're getting kind of the, the stuff, the seeds to grow and kind of we're watering those seeds... And we don't need to do the sort of of end-of-year thing. Um, That's kind of like the North Star of of what we're trying to (laughs) achieve. Um, But one-to-one really is that awesome tool to let us do that. I mean, it's regular monthly kind of check-ins about what's going on. How are we doing?
0: Yeah, yeah, Bailey, thanks for that. That's really interesting. And maybe I'll turn to David here. Mm -hmm. Do you see some of the things Bailey said and she shared about kind of moving from, hey, we really didn't have a process. We were doing things on paper. We couldn't keep track. We had a lot of unmet demands, right? Demand for for wanting to recognize folks, wanting to get some feedback on our own performance, maybe even wanting to have better and more productive career development kinds of conversations. Would you say that's kind of common in companies that you guys deal with? That especially ones that are growing from you know, mom and popper in this case, husband and wife you know brewing the beer up until three hundred fifty people all, all spread out all over the place.
1: Absolutely, I think you know the way we're working is shifting, and I think this whole notion of ongoing discussion is really critical, right? And so whether it's feedback or it's one-on-one meetings, the way that I think a lot of our customers are, are getting benefit out of our system, especially is just bringing all the stuff that's relevant into a single spot so you can have that conversation. For example, if somebody sent you some great feedback, Wouldn't it be awesome that your manager knew that when you were having the Mm -hmm. one-on-one? Or if you're working together on some joint goals, how you doing? Can I check in around that? Or if there's a development plan or some coaching that you're working on to develop that person's career, it's also right there assembled front and center in the one-on-one. So I think it is actually, in a way, helping facilitate a better conversation. And I think, look, one-on-ones can be meaningful regardless of the software. But I think it's just some of these cues to keep some of those those items front and center between the manager and the employee. And yeah, you,
0: you made a couple of really important points, David, uh, I think. And, and maybe think about what you said too, Bailey, just a second ago about, hey, there is this trend out there, of re- you know, eliminating or maybe at least de the formal annual performance review that ends up in a number. And maybe you guys aren't there yet. Maybe you'll never get there, but if that's not, you know, it's not, if that's not right for you. but. Uh, what David you talked about makes me think of how important it is for any organization is that their technology that they're using to underpin some of these processes can support these new ways, right? Mm-hmm. These new methods, these 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 more flexible uh, methods for providing feedback and coaching and ongoing dialogue and, and they're not sort of trapped in this, well, you must have a form and the form must have three goals sure. at the right. top and, and, and things at the bottom like that, right?
1: Yeah, we have a lot of customers that of course are very formal, organizational, there's a lot of, you know. Uh, process that needs to be there uh, certainly in high compliance environments but I think for Bailey and a lot of the customers we see I mean this whole again the world of work is shifting the way we're checking in is shifting the way that we're measuring each other and keeping each other accountable is shifting but I think it's got to be more natural don't force me to use a piece of software don't don't make me change the way I work to get benefit out of your software have the software kind of naturally, bring important things to you to improve the quality of that conversation. Yeah,
0: Bill, I'm going to throw that right towards you then, yeah. Pinning off a comment David just made about don't force people to use software. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about um, how to get employees on board and maybe more importantly for for, for most organizations, how to get managers on board with some yeah. of these new tools, like to use a tool to say log in items to bring up at a one-to-one meeting or to, you know, do the maybe it's easy to get people to do the cheers thing, but I'd love for you to talk about how you've rolled these tools out in the organization and how you've gotten folks to to, to adopt them.
2: Yeah. I think um again one of the big pieces was getting feedback from from everybody across all levels of the organization of what can we do better from an HR standpoint. Um and a lot again, a lot of it spoke to communication. I mean that was the number one thing. So Mm Um, it helps to be able to come back and say, "Hey, we heard you. We have this solution. It may be a little bit different than what we're used to. Maybe we're used to scribbling notes in a notebook or a sticky note or taking notes on our phone. But I, you know, my my simple request of my managers is just for this particular kind of conversation. Don't use the notebook. Just use the computer.
0: Right, right. It's
2: just switching your your vehicle, right, for note taking. Um, as far as kind of buying into um, just halogen in general, um, you know, tons of training. Um, I I like to get in front of my managers and I like to, I mean, at dogfish, we keep it real. So, um, I don't try to force anything that doesn't feel authentic. Um, I think the reason that halogen does work for us is because it is so customizable. We don't use the word employee at dogfish. We call everybody coworkers. Okay. Um, we have a belief that together we are heavy and nobody, you know, No one person is more important than another. So um, being able to change employee to coworker on the site was one of our biggest asks of all the um, solutions Mm -hmm. that we were vetting at the time. And um, as we change and grow, we can change the communication from the system to our coworkers um, so that it feels like us. Um, And the more it feels like home, the more you're apt to kind of like, okay, yeah, I want to go in there and kind of play around and see what's going on.
0: Bailey, thanks for that. Let me do a quick reset. Let's all take a deep breath here. It's been very exciting. A couple of days here at Townspace Live. My name is Steve Bowes. This is the HR Happy Hour Show. I'm with David Many, VP Product Management from Saba. I'm going to get used to saying that.
1: I, I no, haven't I screwed it up too. yet. I'm getting used to it now. Two days. It's kind of tough at a halogen uh, customer I know. I that, <laughs> I'll but, get
0: it, though. I've been, I'm have been. i going to talk for a second about that. But Bailey And Bailey Borzecki, HR Inspirations Manager. Very cool title. You, you probably are, well, you're certainly the only HR Inspirations Manager I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Do you ever like do a LinkedIn search to see? Let's we should do that a LinkedIn we title should. search. Can someone out there do that and let me know? Tweet tweet at the show. Are there? Are you the only HR Inspirations I, manager in the world?
2: I think so. That'd be don't pretty know. cool if you were. I hope that there's more out that there. That would be good
0: if there was another yeah, one. Well, If there's another one, and we find that him or her, we should like connect you. Yeah, two. we that definitely would be really need to meet cool. Uh, oh hell yeah! You <laughs> <go. laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> well done. Um, so I want to talk for a second. You talked uh, a couple of things you said, Billy, kind of were were like, I don't know if you used the word culture. I don't know if you said that word, but you said a couple code words for it anyway. Okay. I think you did, like uh, the co-workers thing and feels like, you know, I once wrote a whole blog on the piece, and, and Trish, by the way, if you're listening, I do have a blog. It's uh, Steve Bowe's tech blog. I'll, uh, I'll send you a link. Yeah, but I wrote a whole piece about what we call our, basically our staff, the terms, what it really means, like yeah. the secret meaning of... of coworkers versus associates versus employees versus staff. I don't remember I don't know exactly what I said about coworkers, but I know it's in there. We're going to have to google that and check out. I
2: would that like to later. see
0: that. Oh, it's very powerful stuff. <laughs> Bailey. You should be reading the blog. You're not reading the blog every day, I guess, probably. Um, probably. I'm a few I know you <laughs> Yeah, you missed a very important I uh, I ranked all the different juniors that I could think of. Nice. Just did that last week. It's very exciting, David. David's like, oh, "Idiot." Yeah, like think about it. Like uh, Sammy Davis Jr., mm-hmm. Ken Griffey Jr. Junior Mints. That's the whole That's thing. actually not an easy
1: list to compile. It was yeah. thank you, David. I mean, you're coming around. There's some awesome
0: juniors out there. Right? Like, you know, Very difficult to compile. Was in. Wow. Yeah, junior mints was in there. Junior Soprano was in there. Um, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about culture. Okay. And, and the impact technology can have on culture. Because sometimes we hear, and I'm not saying it's happened at your place, maybe you can tell us your experience there at Dogfish, but like I sometimes like as companies grow and they scale, This familial, we all know each other, we we all sort of understand the goals, we understand the mission, we're all in this together, that very supportive culture that's based on everybody kind of knowing everybody else. Mm -hmm. Once companies scale, and I'm a big believer in the Dunbar number, that famous, Mm -hmm. you can have 150 you know, contacts that you can have a relationship with, you know, in your life, that's the max, right? And it's been proven like a number of different times in different studies that that's about the number. So when the company gets to be 350, folks in, in leadership, your founders maybe, your senior leaders, maybe even you, HR inspirations manager, you it may be tough for you to know all 350 people actually individually. And so, often we start to introduce technologies to help support not just processes, but also to support us making sure we're working together, we're collaborating. So I'd love for you maybe to comment a little bit how the technologies that you use or you think about using, do you think about how they might impact the culture that you have at Dogfish Head?
2: Yeah, I mean, you bring up a great point because we are definitely experiencing that shift from everyone knows everyone and this is the way we've always done it mentality to wow, we're really growing and we need to expand and we maybe need to change the way we're doing a lot of things. So I think change management kind of comes hand in hand with that. Um, and it's tough because change means the unknown and usually it makes people a bit scared. Um, but as far as I think, to me, I think what our technology is, and obviously for this conversation, it's really halogen, Um, the feedback allows people to stay in touch with each other and to kind of like reconnect. Um, For example, our sales team comes to town once a year. So we have about 80 sales coworkers now. Um, And we set up, you know, a week long set of meetings, um, training, sales stuff, but then they spend time at our restaurants. They stay at the inn, our hotel. um, And that's usually the feedback that I start to see pop up in halogen is cheers for wow that was an amazing dinner at the pub like brothers and sisters down in Rehoboth like he killed it <laughs> and stuff like that right. um, so it's funny it's so little but that stuff goes such a long way in keeping people feeling connected um, obviously you know, we create the space for those opportunities to, to happen where people can mingle. But um, I think the technology is sort of like the glue that holds it together, like allows for that communication to keep going. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, okay. that's
0: great. I mean, it, 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 it's a means by which you're not just connecting people to each other, which you are, but okay. you're also connecting people to the larger sort of ethos or, or or values of the organization. Like yeah. we support each other, we, we help each other, we're I don't know if you have a phrase. Do you have a phrase? Is there something like like that you guys say at Dogfish? That's like the well, thing you say. Yeah, about I it? mean
2: together we are heavy, you know, it takes kind of all of us to do it. I think um
0: we, did you say that again? Bill?
2: Together we are heavy. Together you know, we are heavy. Our that. Our founder is cool, that. That's pretty cool. He says that all the time. When he signs his emails, it always says together we are heavy. Write that down. Um, but we, um, we also, you know, I think when you talked about when a small organization has more information and they know kind of everyone and they know what's going right. on. When you get bigger, it's hard to give everybody kind of all of that. Um, I think using the kind of the organizational goals and putting those in halogen and connecting individuals to those bigger kind of strategies and priorities it lets people know like okay I see now how what I'm doing today helps kind of move the needle down the road yeah um and before you know we didn't really have a way to do that other than just kind of making announcements at you know all coworker meetings but to be able to see like again like my work here kind of helps move this it it's kind of it's really impactful.
0: Yeah. Billy, yeah, like that's really really interesting. So that I was as you were saying that I wrote down a note. One of the things I don't know if it, like uh, if it comes in number 1 or 2 or 3, but like you always see these surveys, right? Like about why do people leave a job? Why do people leave an organization? Mm-hmm. And and you'll see like different, you know, oh, well they leave their manager or they leave um you know, know, there's sometimes there's hygiene things, right? The comp and ban. They'll go for, for more than that. But one of the other th- reasons we see people leave organizations all the time, or at least it's attributed to, is that they don't understand how their actions, their activities, their tasks contribute to the overall goal mm-hmm. of the organization. Dave, may I love you to you comment on that a little bit? Like, there's a software angle to this as well, but there's also kind of a, just an organizational angle as well. I'd love maybe do you think about What's some organizations that you've worked with, how you're helping them sort of understand how what I'm doing here connects to the overall mission?
1: Yeah, I think that's really an important concept. I think, you know, again, back to shifts and work. I mean, it really is becoming much more individual centric. And by that, I don't necessarily mean employee. Mm And in fact, the team you're working on. And when you start thinking about team and individual as opposed to employer and employee, your whole focus shifts towards things like trust and inclusion and diversity and we talked about culture which is very much bottom up but how do you get sort of your hands around that how do you actually reinforce some of those culture cultural elements with things like software Uh, oftentimes if you have top down reinforcement of culture hey it sticks right and I think but it is a bottom up grassroots thing so I think trying to make sure that everyone's aware of what others are doing, their connections, the network of teams, if you will, because really I think the, the shift to team is important because it's the smallest kind of organizational unit that anybody can actually see themselves in, right? Organization is this lofty thing, and it, but if you if you start at the grassroots, you start at the bottom and build that network up and you can see the impact of what your team has on the company, the alignment of those goals, the alignment of how you're developing as an individual to bring more to the team, to bring more every day to work. Yeah, and That's really important stuff. There's a
0: couple of really interesting
1: things you said, David, that, that made me think. So
0: I had Burson, Josh Burson on the show a couple of weeks back when they launched the Deloitte Human Capital Trends Report. Sure. So Josh came on and we talked about some of the, the big trends and the number one kind of most important sort of HR, organizational kind of trend uh, identified in their research was that very thing you're talking about? Mm-hmm. This shift of t- teams, right? The organization as not made up necessarily of all individual people, but as groups of teams, and, and how uh, organizations not, might need to be redesigned or rethought, right? In that concept, right? To make sure we're functioning effectively, uh, building teams, aligning teams, managing teams, rewarding teams as well. Bailey, again, I don't know if this happens at Dogfish, is Dogfish kind of team-centric in the organization, or is it kind of every man or woman for, for themselves out there?
2: No, I mean, we're definitely very much team-oriented, and I think, again, it's kind of reflective of our core values, and, and we call them the rules of thumb at Dogfish.
0: All right, so, you got a lot of you got a good phrases. I'm
2: writing little, that one down to lingo here.
0: Okay, okay. What um, would be one rule of thumb?
2: Well, together we are heavy is one of them. Okay. Um, one of them is also. Um,
0: it's not a quiz. It's all no, right. you give me one.
2: There's 17s. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we we don't. We
0: don't need to run them all down. <laughs>
2: um,
0: Does everybody know what they are? I mean, I'm not memorized, but yeah, they're familiar I mean, with them.
2: I couldn't say. Tell me number 12. No, but right, right. People. Right. That'd people be weird. Know. Yeah. Um, and I think like we have some interesting ones, like "Don't poop in the pool."
0: Um, <laughs> I love it.
2: Which you know, it's really about like <laughs> you know, yes, sometimes we have bad days, but coming in and making it a bad day for everybody else isn't a great. Kind of team person, you know. We all want to be right. someone others want to be around, um, and so sorry, I got lost on my rules of thumb. Yeah, Special question was well, just
0: what kinds of things do you guys think about the organization like that? In sort of, hey, we're, we are gonna we are teams of people working together to achieve common objectives. We're not necessarily like sort of. Not, pardon the pun, dog-eat-dog, dog yeah. individuals fighting each other yeah. for success. and it,
2: I think this year with goal-setting in particular, we've been a lot more cognizant of what everyone else is doing instead of setting goals in, in kind of these silos and isolation managers. Uh, we meet every other month. We do a leadership retreat. And uh, a few months before goal-setting started, we all talked about you know, what is the strategy this year? Okay, we've got, our, we've got our priorities. How can we as managers set goals for people? And we're not stepping on other people's toes or we're not taking resources from other teams. Like, let's, let's know what everyone's kind of doing. Um, and, again, the beauty of Halogen is it allows for so much visibility. Yeah,
0: I, I was, that was going to be my follow-up, Bailey. So you're talking about these meetings where you're bringing everybody together to mm-hmm. talk about the organization, the goals, and the objectives, and, and, and how you want to accomplish the things you want to accomplish. The follow-up was, well, how visible is this to everyone? Like in the organization, is is it visible through just? Communications that come out of your office, say, or is it visible that I could I could go in and see what David's team is up to or you know Mary's team is up to?
2: Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, you can't go super deep into like individuals' kind of plans or goals, but um, like I said, we link everyone's individual goals to the strategic priorities and the organizational goals, so there is kind of that like connection between how what they're again what they're doing is kind of getting up to the bigger Mm -hmm. picture. Um, But you know, anyone that was assigned a goal that someone else had. Like it says it in their goal. Like, hey, this person's also going to be working on this because those managers talked about it and said, hey, here are two people who are doing kind of great stuff. Let's put them together and see what they can do. Um, And again, that idea of, you know, and, you know, keeping, for example, sales and marketing super separate, like that's not really good business practice. (laughs) Like they kind of need each other. Um, So making sure and it starts at the top, like our VP of sales, our VP of of marketing, you know, kind of joined at the hip. And when the rest of the organization sees that and kind of sees it in the goals that are being set with sales and marketing really kind of interwoven, like, it kind of just starts to come down and make sense to everybody else.
0: Right. Yeah, and, and that visibility is important. But also, I, w- I would imagine, again, as the company has grown... The, the, the mechanisms or tools that leaders and or folks like yourself in HR can kind of have some oversight, right? Yeah. You know, to, maybe you can comment on that a little bit. Like, how, do, how does this help your leaders sort of understand, hey, are we going the way we're going? Are we going to get there? Are we going to achieve our objectives?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the cool thing about goal setting in particular... Um, if you're at a VP level, for example, everyone that reports to you and to your managers, you have visibility to the progress they're making on their Okay. List. Now, this is if they're updating their goals in halogen, which let Let's
0: just pretend they are <laughs> for now.
2: They all are every day. It's great. Um, but it's a you know, two-second report you can run, and then you have right there in front of you, like, where are we at this point in time, which is great.
0: And, David, I, I'm going to follow up with you, and then let's assume they're all up there in their goals. How, how easy is it for someone to do that? Yeah, well, I think
1: we've... How, uh, how,
0: how do you think about making it easy for them? That's a better question.
1: Yeah. And I think it, it really comes down to the design of the product, right? I mean, the experience of the product, what we really invested in, certainly in, in our latest release, which frankly we just launched uh, last week and wow. we're talking about at the show 17.0. Cool. What's really exciting about it is it, we've provided this dashboard, right? And it's basically like right there in front of you, your goals, their status. You can dive in, make a quick update, add a quick comment. And you don't have to go through menus and dive through all the depth of the power of the software. It's just in front of you, really easy and natural. And I think, you know, coming back to goal setting or transparency, which I think is really important for an organization to really excel. If I get a a sense of what others are working on, maybe I can push something forward that isn't even part of my core set of steps because I have a passion for it. The feedback side, though, I mean, transparency is good, but also trust is great. I don't necessarily want every piece of feedback I exchange to be public knowledge through the whole organization, right? right? I mean, you got, you got to build that t- the culture of trust. But I also feel that, hey, if it's something good or something great, why not share that? I think one other comment about feedback, you know, everybody thinks they're great at it, right? And so part of the power of the technology here is, like, let's make it easy for people to, to really destroy right. a network of people. Like, that's not what we're trying to do, but I think... In fact, uh, part of the, the way we approach the software and the experience is let's give people tips on how to actually exchange feedback the right way. Let's actually, in the case where we're introducing a mobile app now that's very dedicated to feedback, and that's what it's really dedicated to. And in there, it's actually teaching you how to do feedback better. Like, for example, if you've got something constructive to share, it's always a best practice to have a conversation first. Don't just throw it in a system okay? because hiding behind the technology is actually not a a great way for anyone to make any improvement. But, hey, if you have a conversation and you want someone to remember, hey, what we talked about and maybe some things we can work on together, that's a really positive thing. So, you know, it turns out most people are exchanging very positive stuff in the system because no one wants to document anything that's, you know, not necessarily negative, but something that, you know. But the reality is um, everybody thinks they're great at it, and I think this is one area where software can help sort of coach and help people understand the best practice to how to exchange feedback because they may not know. We take for granted that everybody knows, but you know what? Yeah,
0: and it's interesting because you sort of make a, make a point that I think is an important one that we don't talk about often enough in software. Particularly, we talk a lot about user-friendly but sure. we really should be talking at least as much about user valuable right so you you know, or some other iteration of that right so getting that coaching about the feedback or the best practices or or you know suggestions just hey you know if you did it this way it'd be more effective those kinds of things If they can happen in line, if they can happen in real time, if they can happen in the context of the conversation or the action, I think those are the most valuable pieces of of technology. And again, I I think users, this is just my brand, I think users will put up with a little complexity. They'll put up with a menu and a couple of things to push. They'll put up with those things if the value's there, right? Like, we don't necessarily have to make all the software as simple as possible to use for the purposes of just making it simple, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think if the value is there, people will put up with a little bit of complexity. Right? There's no doubt about it. But um.
1: I think it's also the definition of feedback, right? You know, the sort of the great job and you know, the kudos and all, it's great. I mean, back to the celebration side, I think it's really important. But I also think we're taking a very broad definition of feedback, right? So we're, we're looking at feedback and, you know, coaching and learning and even information exchange. Like, right. did you know is a type of feedback. We have did you know feedback. So you can exchange, you know, things that you want people to learn about. But I think in general, um, you know, we're learning as well how our customers are using the feature and then trying to design for that, make it easier to exchange, easier to learn. But I really think, um, you know, it's a really exciting area and it really is the ongoing equation, the ongoing performance equation that we're constantly talking about. One-on-ones are part of it, goals are part of it, but I think feedback is the most immediate and probably the most frequently used thing in the system.
0: Uh, Bailey, I've got one last thing I think I want to run at you. And then we'll, we'll let you go and let everybody get back to Talent Space Live 17. So we talked about uh, one-on-one coaching uh, and improvement in the one-on-one meeting process. We talked about feedback a lot. We talked about goals, goal setting, goal alignment, goal visibility. We talked about a lot of different things. Do you look at these things either separately or individually and kind of assess or evaluate the impact of these programs on things like on HR metrics like, you know, retention or um, performance scores or satisfaction or, and or business outcomes as well, sales, profits, whatever it is you look at. Right. Do you, are you trying to draw lines between the, the programs you've implemented and the outcomes?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, HR metrics isn't really my, like, my forte. Um, it's really hard to, to, in my opinion, sometimes measure the, the true impact, you know, because right. it's not like a quantitative thing. It's more quantitative. Yeah, often not, right. Um, but I think, you know, our test is you know, the, kind of the engagement survey piece, Um, because a lot of the questions that we ask have to do with communication, have to do with, um, you know, are you getting the things that you need to grow? Are you getting the things that you need, you know, to address any issues you have or whatever the case might be. Um, And so based on the feedback there, it allows us to say, okay, managers are saying they're doing it, but are they really doing it? Um, and it, again, it's not so much is the system uh, super effective because it's really is, are the managers doing what they say they're doing, but um, I mean, the system is there so it makes it easier for them. Yeah. Um, so I always tell people halogen is like flossing. <laughs> um, you know, if you don't, is there floss-
0: a marketing person in here or are you going <laughs> to adopt that as the new tagline? I bond? know this is, a, this
2: is a little weird, but hear me out. I
0: think I liked, uh, together we're heavy a little better, okay. but go ahead,
2: go ahead. But okay. So let's say you don't floss and you go to the dentist, right? And they get in there and it's like a bloody mess. Mm. Like it hurts. It's oh. painful. Like it's just not good. It's the halogen. Same thing. You don't go in there for six months. You're got a lot of work to do. You're right. catching up. If you go in every day, every week, it's a breeze. You know, you're just, you're in real time. You're keeping it up to date. Um, and then, you know, just like we always say, you know, we don't work for our our founder, Sam. If you ever say to Sam, Sam, love working for you. Right. Like, well, you don't work for me. You work for Dogfish. We all work for Dogfish. And when you work for Dogfish, Dogfish works best when it works, you know, works for us. Kind gotcha. Of thing. Right. Um, same thing with halogen. like. You put the work in the the rewards you you reap when you need them.
0: And okay. and and David and, and his teams are doing everything they can to make that process easier. Yeah, right. that's the, the mobile message. app. I'm super. That's excited. the message we're getting here. This is yeah,
1: no, it's amazing. And I think the stories like Bailey shared here, but also just every conversation we're having here in Scottsdale this week is just phenomenal. I mean, what people are doing with the system, we didn't even comprehend some of the ways our features will be used and our product would be used and. It's an opportunity for us to learn and uh, you know who better to learn from than, than those using the software every day. So, yeah. Hey guys,
0: I, I want to thank you guys both. And before I send you on your way, I just want to real quick just say something for folks who are maybe newer listeners to the show. This show, I believe when we post it, will be HR Happy Hour episode 284, right, wow. 284. So we're closing it on 300, but doing it since 2009. There's a show back in the archive, and I'll put a link into it when I post this show. There's a show in the archive. I believe it's show number seven or number eight. It's one of the two. It's definitely in the single digits. That was recorded live at the Halogen offices in Ottawa, way back in the day. That's, that's how long I've known the folks at Halogen and uh, had a great relationship with them for a very long time. They've been very supportive of me and many of my efforts, even going back to when I was teaching HR technology at a university and Halogen just donated software for me to use for the class and helped me get it set up and even assigned me a part-time administrator to help run it for me. They were awesome to me. They've always been great to me. I'm really excited to be here at this event. I'm excited for what's happening with Saba and, and Halogen going forward. So that's just my little speech, my little thanks to the folks at Halogen. I won't name them all. You know who, uh, They know who they are, hopefully. And uh, many thanks to them. So, uh, and also many thanks to Virgin Pulse, our show sponsor, www.virginpulse.com. I will be back in Phoenix or Scottsdale for like the fourth time in seven weeks when I come out to their event, the Virgin Pulse Thrive event is at the end of May. And uh, Trish and I will be here uh, doing a a little something at Virgin Pulse and doing a show, doing a little something at that show as well. So super excited about that. Finally, going back to China right after the Virgin Pulse events, HR Tech China in Shanghai. Dogfish Head Brewery getting to Shanghai yet, Bailey? Not yet. Not yet? I'll try to find you a distributor when I'm out (laughs) there. Thank you. Super excited to be going back to China soon. So more on that soon. So... That's it from me. Thanks to everybody here at Talent Space for having me out at the show. Thanks to Bailey Borzecki from Dogfish Head Brewery. Thank you. Are we in Arizona yet, Bailey?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh right, right. We're going to have a Dogfish Head later. <laughs> David Manny, VP, Product Management and Strategy. Did I get that right? Yes.
1: It's a big lofty Good title. Good to see seat, you. But it was awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. Great, Great energy on the show here. Um, yeah, real pleasure. Thank All right. You. Awesome,
0: guys. So thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places. And uh, thanks again. We'll see you next time from the HR Happy Hour Show. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show, your source for information and conversation on work, the workplace, technology, and more. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net.